Looks a fresh congregation. Wow, you're beautiful. It's great to see you in the Lord's house. It's an honor, uh, a distinct honor for me to be able to come and, and share the word of the Lord with you and, and uh, visit with your pastor and family and, and a few folks that I do know and, and um, I get in trouble, start calling names. But uh, there's a few folks here that, that we actually do know and, and a lot of that's from youth camps and, and uh, uh, it's just a, it's a, a, a great place to be. I preached here once uh, the week before that Pastor Greg came as a pastor and uh, I loved it. I instantly fell in love with your your church and your congregation. And uh, looking at the the uh, praise team, they did an awesome job this morning. And and then uh, looking back over the congregation here, I see a, a what I think is a healthy mix of uh, age groups, and uh, uh, that speaks well for the church. And I know that uh, Nortonsville Church has been. Um, one of those churches throughout the years that has been so heavily involved in youth camps and, and youth ministries, and uh, some of you have grown up through the youth camps, and uh, uh, it's just a, an honor to uh, be able to share the Word of God with you uh, for this time. Um, I have a, a little bit of a lengthy message this morning, and so let me just warn you, it's only 35 pages long, and you're not going to beat the Baptist to the restaurant anyway, because you're, you're too far away from the restaurants, so uh, could we just settle in and worship this morning, amen? Uh, would you stand with me as we read God's Word, just to honor the Word of the Lord from the Old Testament book of Numbers, the 13th chapter, I'd like to read two verses, verse 30. And 31, and the Bible says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we're well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Father, thank you for the word. Let it speak to our hearts today. And I pray, Lord, that you would take the word of God and, and cause it to, to work in us that we can accomplish the things that you want done, that we can fulfill your plan for our lives, and that we can live a victorious life of faith that will honor you. I pray, God, you'd bless each one who hears the word. I ask anointing for this vessel to preach your word, and let it all be for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The Bible says in Isaiah, the first chapter, in the 18th verse, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. So, reasoning versus faith. The Bible tells us to reason. Come now, let us reason together. Then again, we read in Hebrews 10, 38, the Bible said, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So we've got faith, we've got reasoning. You know, what's the difference? Which, which one do we need to listen to? I submit to you that we need to listen to both. 
it has always been amazing to me how that sometimes in the church world, it seems like people just check their brain in in a locker somewhere when they come into the sanctuary. Like the old westerns, you know, when they had to check their guns before they go in the saloon. Sometimes it seems like church folks just kind of check their brain, uh, just, just leave it outside when they come in. They take anything and everything that ever said. We need reasoning and we need faith. And I have to bring you into to this point of saying that I believe that faith must prevail. But reasoning is very good. God wants us to use our reasoning capacity. That's why he gave us the ability to reason. His word says it. Come, let us reason together. By reasoning, we recognize our need for God. By reasoning, we choose to follow God's word. We choose to follow God's way. We choose to follow God's will by reasoning. Reasoning makes us careful for things that are dangerous, like COVID. Speaking of COVID, my wife and I have been blessed to have COVID twice. Once a few years ago when it first came out, and then, I don't know, about five or six weeks ago, we had another round with it. I remember preaching in a, in a congregation just after the churches were reopened from COVID about using common sense precautions in dealing with, with COVID. And, you know, things like wash your hands with, with soap and water for 20 seconds. And, and I was telling them it's a good idea just, you know, while you're washing your hands with soap and water for 20 seconds to just quote the Lord's Prayer while you're doing that, it takes about 25 seconds to say the Lord's Prayer. And so I'm standing there and I'm preaching. And I'm saying, you know, while you're washing your hands, just, just quote the Lord's Prayer. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And everybody started laughing and I didn't have a clue what in the world was going on. Now I'm quoting the 23rd Psalm, calling it the Lord's Prayer. But reasoning is as good as it is. It can be a faith killer. Reasoning can focus all our attention on the negatives. Reasoning points out all the difficulties, all the problems uh, that are associated with what we're called to do. Reasoning is basically a man's point of view. I read of a student who won first place in his uh, high school science fair uh, by showing how conditioned that people can be to uh, the alarmist uh, who will spread uh, uh, all kinds of, of junk science and, and uh, uh, fear-mongering. And his project urged people to sign a petition demanding strict control or total elimination of this chemical dihydrogen monoxide because it can cause excessive sweating and vomiting, it is a major component of acid rain. It can cause severe burns in its gaseous state. Accidental inhalation of it can kill you. Um, it contributes to erosion. 
and it has been found in tumors of terminal cancer patients. He asked 50 people if they supported the ban. 43 said yes, six were undecided, and only one knew what the chemical was, dihydrogen monoxide. Two hydrogen, one oxygen, H2O, water. So we can be misled when we don't realize. Now, how many, anybody here like to go to, would, would anybody here like to go to Hawaii? You can raise your hand. It won't, I'm just not, this is not a trick question. You know, sometimes preachers use trick questions. You know, raise your hand every day. Okay, you to raise your hand, you do this, this, this. No. Anybody like to go to Hawaii? Okay. If you would like to go to Hawaii, maybe you would want to drive. I read the story. and Men, you're going to have to help me with this. I read the story of a, of a guy who was walking on the beach in, in California, and he found this genie lamp. He rubbed the lamp and the genie pops out and he says, Oh, Master, thank you for releasing me from the, the lamp. I will grant you one wish, anything that you want. And the guy said, Well, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, but I'm afraid to fly and I'm afraid of ships. I'd like to have a road built from California to Hawaii with appropriately spaced uh, rest areas and, and filling stations and restaurants and, and the things that are near. I'd like to have a road built from California to Hawaii so that I could drive to Hawaii. And the genie said, oh, please, you, 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 don't, you don't understand the gravity of what you're asking. The pilings will have to be so deep. The, the, the length of the, the, the bridge, the road, uh, un, un, you, you, you don't understand. It had to have uh, uh, places to, of high rise where the ships that, that could go under it. And, and uh, then it had to, to be able to withstand uh, all kinds of weather. And, uh, please, please, Master, choose something else. He said, well, I've been married for 25 years. I've never understood my wife. In fact, I've never understood any women. I'd like to be able to understand women. And the genie said, you want that two-lane or four-lane? So. But if you did want to drive to Hawaii, if you did want to go to Hawaii, you could only drive so far. You could get from here to California, but from there you would have to either take a ship or a plane. That's kind of like reasoning and faith. Reasoning can only take you so far, but there are some destinations that only faith can get you to. So what is faith? Well, it's discussed in the Bible. You know, some have shown great faith, some have shown little faith. Very important to the children of God. And Hebrews 11.1 1 defines it. And it says this in the King James Version, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
The NIV says it like this. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. The Living Bible says, what is faith? It's the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. The Amplified Bible says, now faith is the assurance or the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So I like that. I like that. You know, faith is, is the assurance of what we're hoping for is waiting for us uh, up ahead even though we cannot see it. Faith is the title deed for our walk. But now, words, words are important. Words can influence both reasoning and faith. Look at the words of faith in our text. Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we're well able to overcome it. Caleb had seen the situation, and by faith he made a determination, and he made a statement of faith, let's go and take what God has promised us. We look at the next verse, and it's words of reasoning. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. So which statement is correct? I submit to you that both statements are correct. Both statements. The reasoning words became prophetic. Forty long, hard years followed the decision, we can't. We cannot. Reasoning saw giants. Reasoning saw walled cities. Reasoning saw obstacles. Reasoning saw people that were bigger and stronger than they were. And they said, we considered ourselves, they, they considered us as grasshoppers in their sight. And we considered ourselves as grasshoppers in their sight. They saw all these things. Were they real? Were they there? Yeah. They were real. They were there. But the focus of faith, the focus of faith was beyond what could be seen. It was a statement of let's trust God for his promise. So by relying on reason, the door of opportunity was closed for 40 years. But 40 years later, Caleb and Joshua step into the promise. I came to tell you today that there is a choice for us today and every day. And I have to ask you this question. Whose report will you believe? Songwriter said, we'll believe the report of the Lord. So who has faith? Who has faith? Romans 1, 12, 13, 12 and verse number 3 says, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So God has given you enough faith to handle any need that arises in your daily walk. 
It's not about how much faith you have. You have enough. It's about how you use what faith you have. The disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith. And he said, you need faith like the grain of mustard seed. You know, faith is like your muscles. It's it's use it or lose it. The more you use it, the stronger and more effective it becomes. So how do we get faith other than the fact that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith? The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17. And I just, can I just kind of put a stick down here, drive a stake down here and, and hang on right here for just a little bit? We get faith. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the word of God does the work of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So read the word, study the word, dig into the great stories of the Bible. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. You listen to positive preaching and teaching from your pastor. Let it soak into your soul. But what you're going to get from your pastor is one or two times a week. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Here's what I really came to tell you today. Hear yourself say and pray the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And when you hear yourself say the word of God, when you hear the word of God come out of your mouth, it will build your faith. It will strengthen your faith as you hear the word of God. And as you hear it coming out of your own mouth, it causes it to be internalized in in you and part of your personal fabric and and part of your, your DNA. Hallelujah. Hear yourself say the word of God. Let this word come out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Romans 4, 17. God who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. God, he quickens, he makes the dead alive and he calls the things which are not as though they were. Let 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 me just really slow down here a second. When you're sick, everybody here has been sick at some time or another. I told you we enjoyed COVID twice already. A few weeks ago, we were sick, my wife and I both. Faith is not calling what is as though it's not. Faith is not saying I'm not sick. Faith is calling what is not as though it were. When I'm sick, I'm not well. So faith is saying, by faith, I am well. I'm waiting for the devil to get away with me with his symptoms. But by faith, it's waiting for me up ahead, even though I cannot see it right now. So I'm calling that which is not as though it were. 
Not denying reality of what is. Listen, you may have more trouble than you can handle. We do. Man that is born of woman is few days in the world and full of trouble. That's what God's word says. And it's not, faith is not saying you don't have trouble. Faith is not saying you don't have problems. Faith is not saying you're not sick. Faith is not saying you don't have difficulty. Faith is not saying what is there is not. Faith is saying what is not there is coming. Faith is saying it's waiting for me up ahead. It's calling the thing that's not as though it were. And here's what the Bible says in Romans 10 and 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee. It's near you. It's even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And we know the next two verses. We quote the next two verses all the time. Thou shalt believe the Lord Jesus Christ and confess with your mouth you'll be saved. Well, what is it? The word is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. So here's the kind of things that I want to hear coming out of my mouth. I want to hear myself saying what Jesus said in John 6 and 47. He that believeth on me hath eternal life. When I get down and when the devil's on my back, I can say that. He tells me I'm not even saved. He said, well, if you were saved, you wouldn't be sick. If you were saved, you could lay hands on the sick and they would recover. If you were saved, you could pray for your wife and she'd be instantly healed. If you were really saved, but oh no, I believe in Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, whosoever believeth on me hath everlasting life. That's what I want to hear coming out of my mouth. I want to hear myself saying, Jesus has gone to prepare a place for me and he's coming back to get me so that I can be with him forever. Amen. I, I want to hear myself say that Jesus speaks of the Comforter who is with us and he shall be in us, who teaches all things and lead and guide us into all truth. I want to hear myself saying what the book of Acts says that I received, I did because I already have. I received power when the Holy Ghost came on me and I became a witness for Jesus Christ. I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost and I speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives me utterance. Hallelujah. I want to hear myself say, I'm loved by God. I'm called to be a saint. I'm justified freely by His grace. And as Romans said, sin shall not have dominion over me. I want to hear myself say, but if and when I do sin, I can confess that sin and he's faithful and just to forgive me that sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness because I have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Glory to God. I want to hear myself say, I'm dead with Christ and I'm alive in Christ. I want to hear myself say, I have no condemnation because I'm in Christ Jesus and I walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Hallelujah. I want to hear myself say, I'm not under the law but I'm under grace. Hallelujah. I'm set free from the law of sin and death. Glory to God. I'm controlled by the Spirit of God and He lives in me. I'm led by the Spirit of God. I'm a son of God. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm more than a conqueror and I cannot be separated from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord 
Whoo, somebody ought to praise God. Can you hear yourself saying that kind of thing? See, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Corinthians says, I'm sanctified in Christ. I'm called to be holy. I'm not lacking any spiritual gift. I'm God's temple and his spirit lives in me. I have the gifts of the spirit, of wisdom and knowledge and faith and healing, miracles and prophecy and discerning of spirits and tongues and interpretation of tongues. Amen. I'm a saint. I'm not my own. I want to hear myself saying, I belong to God. And his seal is upon me. And his spirit's in my heart. And I'm a living letter written by Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Look around and I see not everything is joy unspeakable and full of glory. But in those times, uh, I want to hear myself say, I'm troubled on every side, yet not distressed. I'm perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Because the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I'm casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And I'm bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ I want to hear Mark Hambrick say I am a new creature in Christ the old is gone and the new has come and I am now an ambassador for Christ hallelujah I read what Paul wrote to the church in Galatia I want to use those words for myself. I'm set apart from God by birth. I'm chosen. I'm called by God's grace. I'm justified by faith in Jesus Christ. I'm led by the Spirit and I live by the Spirit. And I have the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. I'll take his words from Ephesians and make them my own. The word of God. Let it come out of my mouth. Let my ears hear it because faith comes by hearing the word of God. And Ephesians tell me I've been delivered from the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God. I have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. I was dead in trespass and sin, but he has quickened me. He has made me alive. And by grace I'm saved through faith. And I am his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which he has already put in place for me to do. Hallelujah. Times get tough. We all face them. But I want my ears to hear my voice say, My God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think according to the power that's in work in me. And it's all for His glory. And I'm redeeming the time. I'm filled with His Spirit. I'm complete in Him. I'm dead to the world and risen with Christ. And my affections are on things that are above and not on the things of the earth. And when Christ appears, I will also appear with Him in glory. I've put on the new man. I can put on the armor of God. I can stand against the devil in this evil day. And the word of Christ dwells in me richly in all wisdom. And I sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Hallelujah. Is that all right? I didn't scare you, have I? 
I want to take God's word. This word, it's alive. It is alive. It is alive. It's in my heart. It's in my mouth. Let it come out my mouth. Let my ears hear it. And let faith arise because it hears the word of God. I want to take the words that Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. He said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I can rejoice in the Lord always. And the peace of God which passes understanding will keep my mind and heart through Christ Jesus. I'm going to think on the things that are true and honest and pure and just and lovely and of a good report. And I can do all Things through Christ who strengthens me. And my God supplies all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I'll take Peter's words too. He said, I'm God's elect. I'm a stranger in this world. I have an inheritance that's undefiled incorruptible, that fades not away. It's reserved in heaven for me because I'm kept by faith, by the power of God through faith to salvation and I'm ready to be revealed at the last time. I'm part of a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, amen, a holy nation. Yes, an alien and a stranger in this world, but I am truly, truly blessed. Can we take John's words? First John, he said, I'm in him. I'm in the light. I walk in the light. I have fellowship with the saints. His blood covers all my sin. I'm an overcomer. He that is in me is greater than he that's in the world. I acknowledge the Father and the Son. I am born of God. I'm a doer of right. I'm a lover of God. I belong to the truth. I'm a believer. I'm from God. I'm like him. And the evil one cannot touch me. And let me take Jude's words as well. He says, I am loved by God. If you think nobody loves you, you are loved by God. Hear yourself say it. I am kept by Jesus Christ. I wasn't raised in the church of God. I was raised in the Baptist church. Family very faithful in the church. They have a doctrine. It's called Calvinism. They teach that once you're saved, you're always saved. I don't believe that. But I do take this part of that. The fact of the matter is the shepherd keeps the sheep. And I, according to Jude, I am kept by Jesus Christ. And I can build, Jude said this, I can build myself up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. John said it in Revelation, I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. Read the, the chapter 2 and chapter 3, the letters to the seven churches. To him that overcomes, God give this. To him that overcomes, I'll give that. Exceeding great precious promises to overcomer. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I'm saying listen to the word of God and let it come out of your mouth. 
By your words, you are justified. Hallelujah. <laughs> You'll never have me back, but if you do, the 11 o'clock crowd won't come. <laughs> Faith builds memorials. Faith without works is dead. Works without faith is worthless. But Mary shows a good balance between faith and works. In Matthew 26, when she anointed Jesus' head with the oil from the alabaster box, and Jesus said this. He said, her faith will be told as a memorial. Because, see, she did what she could. How about us? Are we doing what we can? Faith speaks beyond the limits of the grave. Abel is listed as a hero of faith. The Bible says his blood spoke from the ground. His offering was in faith and accepted by God. You know, we have a great cloud of witnesses, those that have gone before us. They're all around us. They're recorded in Hebrews, the 11th chapter. You know, those of, think about other in the great cloud of witnesses of, of more recent memory, of more recent history of Luther and Wesley and Finney and Knox and and more recently of Spurgeon and, and C.S. Lewis and Smith Wigglesworth, Catherine Kuhlman, Oral Roberts, A.A. A. Allen, uh, R.W. Shambach and, and uh, Billy Graham and, and uh, T.L. Lowry and Ray H. Hughes. Uh, I want to tell you what, uh, their testimonies live on. And faith has always been a trait of God's servants. Faith brings obedience, submission, And what did Daryl say when he read the last verse in Psalm 27? Faith gives us patience in times of suffering. And we don't get the answer as quickly as we'd like to have it. We continue on in faith. We hold to God's unchanging hand. We build our hopes on things eternal. And we hold on to his promise. Hallelujah. When reasoning says, what's the youth use? Faith steps into the unknown. Just think about Noah, Enoch, Abraham, Jacob, Daniel, Joseph, Moses, Rahab. list goes on and on. But listen, all faith is going to be tested. That's a fact. Faith is going to be tested. And faith testing... Face testing can push you to your limit. My wife's not here today because she's not well. I constantly fight that battle. If you were a, if you were a Christian, especially if you were a preacher, especially if you were a Holy Ghost filled preacher, you could lay your hands on her and she'd be well. Your faith gets tested. And sometimes that testing can push you right to your limit. Imagine, imagine Noah building on a boat for over a hundred years and the ridicule that he faced. Well, where are you going to float that boat, Noah? There's no water around here. Imagine Abraham going into the unknown, simply following the direction of God. And imagine his... Conversation with Sarah before they left. 
Imagine Abraham and Isaac as they're heading up Mount Moriah. Talking about your faith being tested. And Isaac looks at his dad and he said, Dad, here's the fire. Here's the wood. Where's the sacrifice? How about Joseph when his brother sold him into slavery? How about when he got lied on just for doing the right thing? He winds up in prison. Two of his prison fellow prison inmates have dreams and he tells them what their dreams are going to be. The baker got his head taken off. The butler got restored. He told the butler, when you're restored, remember me. The butler completely forgot him. Years, years, years pass. He's sitting in the jail. He's sitting in the prison, rotting away. Hadn't done anything to deserve, to deserve it. What about the lion's den for Daniel? What about the fiery furnace for Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael? How would you... How would you feel if you were Jairus? You're waiting for Jesus to come in on the boat. You're there at the dock. Your little girl, 12 years old, is sick and about to die. And you're waiting for Jesus because you know that he can heal her. And it's the, he gets off the boat. This woman comes in and jumps line and gets all his attention. And he's caught up with her for a, I don't know how long. And while all that's happening, your servant comes and says, it's too late, she's dead. I want to tell you what, your faith can be pushed and tested to the limit. And your faith, your faith, your faith will be tested too. But there's no testimony without a test. And great tests make great testimonies. I don't know where that quote came from. I didn't originate that. I wished I had. I'd put my name on the end of it. But it's true. You see, we think about these heroes of faith, but you see, it's not what we deserve, and it's not what we earned. We just, we just sang it in the praise team. They just sang it. Abraham was a liar. Lied about Sarah being his wife. Rahab was a harlot. I'm talking about those that are listed in the heroes of faith, chapter 11. Samson defied and defiled his Nazarite vows. He failed. He never deserved victory. But in faith, he said, just one more time, Lord, just one more time. David was an adulterer and a murderer. Peter was a denier. We all fail. We all fall short. We just don't stay down. I'm saying to Nortonsville today, let faith arise and let us get up and return to the plan of the Father. Your faith is going to be tested but when you're tried, you will come forth as gold. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise in this house. Oh, let me quit. It's 12 o'clock. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews 10, 38, Now the just shall live by faith. Even in, and certainly in, times of trouble and testing, no matter what you're facing, 
faith can bring you out. 1 John 5, 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So do you need to exercise your faith today? Stand with me, please. You're a beautiful congregation spread out through the sanctuary. But there's something about gathering in an altar that just makes a difference. And I want to ask you, as many as will, if you'll just step out from where you are and come and stand right here in the front. Just, just come and stand. It's not a trick. But if you need to exercise your faith, the Bible says the prayer of faith will save the sick. If you're sick, don't say you're not sick, but we're, we're, we're saying, I see it up ahead. My healing is there. My well-being is there. By faith, I'm declaring that which is not as though it were. Prayer of faith will save the sick. The prayer of faith will save the lost. The prayer of faith will bring deliverance. Glory to God. And if you can believe it, you can receive it. That's a fact. And here's what I want to ask you to do. I want you to believe God for whatever you need right now. You trust God for it. And here's how we're going to do it. It all comes to us from faith. We get saved by faith. We're sanctified by faith. We receive the baptism by faith. We're healed by faith. We walk by faith. We're led by faith. By faith, we're going to inherit eternal life with Jesus Christ forever. Hallelujah. What does the Word say? Romans 10, 8. What does it say? The Word is near you, even in your mouth, and even in your heart. The Word of faith, the Word which we preach of faith. The Word of faith which we preach. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. For whatever you need, can you think of a verse of Scripture that speaks to that? If you're, if you're hurting, if you're, if you're sick today, can you, just, can you just hear yourself say, the Bible says that with His stripes I am healed. If you've got lost children that have been raised right and they've strayed away, they've made their their own choices and they've gone the other way. Can you hear yourself say, train up a child in the way that he shall go. When he's old, he shall not depart from it. He's going to come back home. Can you hear yourself say it? Whatever you're struggling with, a verse of scripture. If you if you're just need assurance, if you need your assurance, John 4, 7, John, John 6, 47, whosoever believeth in me hath everlasting life. Jesus said that. Hear yourself say it if you're struggling with assurance. Can we just take a few minutes here together? And it'll be different for each one. Don't pay attention to what somebody beside you is saying. But would you just open your mouth? Because when, when we talk about it, it, 
the word is near you, it's even in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus uh, and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, and with the heart man with the heart man believes to salvation, with the mouth confession is made to salvation. So there it is. We believe, we confess, and God works the work. So can we do that? Y'all go ahead and sing. Just.